0: Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 95. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to bring you the latest and greatest in the world of social networks like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all kinds of other wonderful services, connecting people around the world online in real, genuine, authentic relationships without sucking up every moment of your day.
1: You know, you just reminded me we never did sit down and write our official tagline
0: <laughs> <laughs> how- <laughs> the last week when we were <laughs> sitting across from each other. How, how could what I have just said possibly have reminded you of that? Because it, it was... So perfect that we didn't need to. Exactly. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, we've got a lot of things covered uh, here in our show notes for today's show. And I'm very excited to say that there's enough for another show, which is great because uh, we're recording right now on Thursday, June 23rd. And this is episode number 95. And we're also, after we're finished here, we're going to record episode 96, which will be will be released next week, but right now is a good part, uh, part uh, portion of the show to let you know that if you like to come and watch our shows live over at gspn.tv slash live on Thursdays, uh, we will not be here next week on the 30th. Because, well, I'll, I'll be here, but I won't be recording. Well, you'll, you'll be <laughs> around, but right. you, won't, you won't be at gspn.tv slash live. I might. You oh, don't well, know. there you go. So at 9.45 <laughs> next week, If you want to just chat with Eric, you can. Okay. He'll be in the chat room. Or jump on Twitter. We'll do a a Twitter talk or something. There you go. A Twitter talk. So, um, Eric, we had our gspn.tv community meetup, which is very much social media related. Yep. uh, Because these are all people that we have met through social media. And this is, oh my goodness, is this your third or fourth gspn.tv meetup? Who? let's, I'm going to guess third. Third, Okay. So what, what was, your, what is your takeaway from this weekend? Any, any thoughts? Have you had any time? Have you pondered, you know, what is the reality of the relationships that we have uh, built and, and have you come away with any kind of social media takeaways from, from our community meetup that we had? Yeah. Um,
1: let's see here. I think people that you meet on the internet are real people in real life. Um, um. I think you, even if you have talked with somebody online, there's still nothing, there's still something to be said for meeting them first time face to face in person, you know? Right. Um, which is always cool. Um, but that said, it kind of then is great to meet somebody in person and then take that back to the online relationship. It's straight, it's, I think it strengthens it. Yeah,
0: th- th- that is certainly the case for me. I mean, there there are people who are honestly sometimes they're just a username or a, an online avatar, and and yeah, I'm having conversation with people, but that conversation. Now, it's possible to have a real relationship with people you've never met face to face. I want to point that out. Right, but there are a lot of people who. Are have not yet made it to that level of where I feel like I have a relationship with them. I just feel like I recognize their profile ID and I recognize that I've had a conversation with this person on multiple occasions. Matter of fact, one of those people in our chat room uh, right now is Kim Landwehr. She's she's in our chat room. And she's somebody that I've certainly exchanged an email or two with, and I've had tons of social networking interaction. I've seen her her Twitter profile uh, avatar. Join, you know, she's been a part of active part of GSPN community, um, and and yet it's not somebody that I felt like I I knew a lot about or had a real authentic, genuine ongoing relationship with. Although I know that a lot of people who, um, have listened to hundreds of hours of gspn content and they know more about me than i probably even know about myself because i don't always (laughs) you know ponder everything that i share but a lot of people are evaluating a lot of what the things that i say and say well i didn't know about that about cliff and half the time i'm saying and i didn't know it about myself and i've forgotten so uh so there's a lot of people who will know me but this weekend i got to meet kim Landwehr first time face to face and it was, it, I, from this point forward, uh, it's, it's a different experience. When I'm interacting with Kim, I'm not interacting with somebody I, I just recognize their ID. I, I'm interacting with a person on a much deeper level. It's, 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 I know it sounds crazy. But while there have been some relationships that I've made over time that have you know definitely crossed the boundary of that, hey, I'm talking to another human being. Does it sound crazy? Am, am I sounding crazy when I say there are still some people that I interact with, I have conversations with, but they're not human to me yet? I mean, they're not, it, it, it hasn't clicked that these are real people with real lives outside of the gspn.tv universe. No,
1: I, it makes 100% sense to me. Because I've had that happen.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, so anyway, I, 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 just thought it was cool. I, I got to meet Kim. Um, Carrie, Carrie came, Kim came from, uh, drove from West Virginia. Uh, Carol came from, flew in from, uh, where she flew in first from, from Louisiana. Maggie drove down from is she, Mar- Maggie in West Virginia as well. West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, um, we had, who else came down? We had a bunch of people here. Daniel and uh, Jenny Lewis hung out with us for the weekend. Uh, Jeremy Laughlin, Chris biting from help. I got a Mac came out yep. um, to Allison from Columbus. I mean, of course now I'm naming names and now I've just forgotten people. And and now I'm the most horrible person on the face of this earth. Um, what's his name? Thor. Oh yeah. Daniel, Daniel Hodges came and uh, we had a great time hanging out with him. Um, but it was, it was great. It was a lot of fun. And in fact, uh, one of my favorite games that we played in real life was that game where we w- sat in a circle and we went through and introduced our name, uh, you know, we introduced our name and what our favorite hobby was. And then, <laughs> right. you, so one person started it off, and then the next person had to say what the first person's name and hobby was, and then their own name and hobby. And then that went all the way around the room, where by the end of the the thing, since I started it off, I actually ended by actually having to actually go through and give everybody's name and hobby uh, that had had shared and it was a it was a fun way to get to know people and uh, if you're ever doing a meetup it's super cheesy to get that started I mean and it takes a little bit to convince people that this is what we're doing but by the end of it it's it's hilarious it's fun and I'll tell you what I know I to this day I still know the the name and hobby of every person that was at our party nice pretty cool huh definitely all right. And and we, w- we won't give any context to to the fact that D.G. Holl- Hollins likes uh, f- taking pictures and sex. Yeah. <laughs> there's
1: no context
0: for there's, that. There's no context for that. But let's just say if you were here, it wouldn't sound nearly as bad as what I just said. And it was hilarious. That was fun. I, it was too bad that night. We
1: were all kind of wiped out. My wife, especially because she's pregnant Yep. and uh
0: your wife who likes to play rush hour on her iphone you mean
1: you got the wrong person what do you mean she watches the cosby show on
0: cosby Netflix. show ah oh. okay <laughs> so, so who was sitting next to her because whoever is sitting next to her is the one with rush hour it was maggie maggie was sitting next to her okay maggie plays plays rush hour on her iphone and you're right your wife loves she's watching rewatching every episode of the cosby, cosby show Yep, and she even saw L. Scott Caldwell, who played Lost, uh, Rose on Lost, in one of those episodes. Yes, yeah. Okay, you're right. I see. I totally messed up now. Anyway, <laughs> but we, we, you were in the you were in the right vicinity of the room as well as
1: activity. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right. Well, anyway, this meetup was fun, and and these are things that I think are a lot of fun when we get the opportunity to meet people face to face and. And I think meetups should happen more and more often. And actually,
1: we had the idea, well, you had the idea, and then I modified it, of doing a digital scavenger hunt.
0: Yes. We wanted
1: to do it there, but nobody was really, well, I was into it, but I don't think enough people were into it to make it happen. I think we were all kind of wiped out from the great food we had. Um, And But the idea was maybe we could do a digital scavenger hunt of some sort using... Twitter um, sometime here where it, the, the boundaries don't matter and it's just about getting you know pictures unique. and uploading them and, and yeah and,
0: unique photos so we could actually yeah. create like a, a specialized group on the gspn.tv community site and people could group up into teams and the idea is that we would give like a laundry list of maybe you know 30 different photos that that have to to be taken. And, and what you have to do is you have to actually number those photos and then upload them to the site or something like that. I I, may, I yeah. don't know. And and you'll have to put the number on it for, I, I, yeah. So we'll have to do that. We'll, we'll have, it'll definitely have to wait until August though.
1: Yeah. We'll wait until there's some time passed and, and there's more, uh, energy that can be devoted to and time to
0: it exactly so look forward to a future social media uh gspn.tv online scavenger hunt challenge Vi- uh, 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 photo scavenger hunt
1: yes cool
0: all right so anyway uh it was a lot of fun great to have it here and i um, looking forward to more meetups in the future and if you guys haven't done so already you want to get signed up for our 2013 cruise because that's going to be amazing Anyway, uh, Eric, uh, <laughs> what's our first, uh, do we got an email from John? Do you want to read that real quick? Sure.
1: Let right. me grab that right. here. It says, hi, Cliff and Eric just read an article in the UK's Sunday times, suggesting that Facebook has peaked and is now on a decline. I've copied and pasted one of the paragraphs below to give you a flavor of the article. Jane is one is roughly one of a hundred thousand British subscribers who logged off Facebook in May, joining a similar number of Russians and Norwegians. In Canada, more than 1.5 million previous users did not access the world's largest social networking site in the same month, while an astonishing 6 million Americans abandoned their online friends.
0: An astonishing 6 million members abandoned their online friends. Well, I mean, and of course, uh, John's asking. This is John Lightfoot, by the way. Uh, he's wondering if we agree that this is the beginning of the end for Facebook. What do you think? I, I
1: don't know that there's going to be an end anytime soon for Facebook.
0: Would you say that there is an end already uh, for MySpace?
1: Well, it's still out there, people still use it, it's just not the popularity that it used to have. So again, I
0: don't think, I think. So, so you would not, so you would, so the same argument could be applied that there really is not an end to MySpace. So maybe is this the beginning of the MySpaceification of Facebook? It could be. Yeah, I think so. It could be,
1: but I don't personally think it is. All right. (laughs) Um, The reason why, again, the reason why I think that is because there it, it's such a simplified way now I know a lot of people use Twitter I know we both prefer Twitter to Facebook for the most part other than maybe threaded comments but again that's here that's a whole other podcast and um, I, I think when it comes to Facebook though it still fills such a gap or a need that we didn't know we had to uh, cut out spam forwards of emails or share friends or You know, share news with friends very easily and and post updates as to a large uh, number of people that we know for real in real life, as well as digital friends who we then make real friends of. Um, Sharing pictures and photos and information, all that kind of stuff. Like it's just Facebook itself just makes that so much easier. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm like, I can shoot something out and know that like my whole family will get it. If I put that out as my update, you know, like for example, yesterday we, we did a second ultrasound for the baby and there's no problems, no nothing. And I can, I, my wife and I can both put that out there and have all those people that we would have had to have either sent a mass email or called individually. Uh, We don't have to do that. So I, I don't think Facebook some form of some kind of social networking like Facebook is is always going to be around for, from now for a long time.
0: Yeah, but the question I predict, but is the question is is it going to be my is it always going to be Facebook? Is is it possible for for another service to come up and and do something better than than Facebook? And, and, and have the same, you know, basically have everybody who's currently on Facebook switch and kind of abandon Facebook. And of course this article doesn't really, I don't know if the article, I, I didn't read the article, but um, I wonder if the article talks about the fact that if they've abandoned it and, and, and just basically completely left online altogether are they using other services, or did they just not really plug in? And and the thing is, we're talking about, what, 600, 700 million people who are on Facebook now? It doesn't yeah, make- they They've not been as public of announcing it. I've
1: heard other, you know, I've heard news articles announce it, but I've not heard Facebook itself or any other, you know, official account given once they passed that 500 million mark. But I've heard it said, you know, 600 and nearing 700.
0: Yeah. The thing is, is that doesn't mean these are people who use Facebook the way that we use it, who are logged in. And I I know that there are studies that talk about people who are on there all day long. It's like they never log off. Right. And I think that those are mostly people who are just miserable in their jobs and and, and they just hate what they do because (laughs) they're just looking for something to do to pass the time. And and they play Facebook Farmville games all day long. So I don't don't know. But the thing is... I I would say that there are people who are saying, you know what, Facebook really isn't doing much to add value to my life. And if I look at it, I find that even I am less engaged in Facebook than I was this time last year. Uh, I currently have, uh, well, I still have the Biggest Loser fan podcast podcast. Fan page for some reason I just haven't talked to Father Roderick about whether or not we should you know dump it or whatever. But it doesn't get any action, and it's mostly because I don't have a strategy for instigating any action on it. But uh, I currently took down the GSPN community fan page. I took down my podcast Answer Man fan page, and I, I I still will respond to everyone who leaves a comment on any of the status updates that are syndicated from Twitter. And I still engage in that way, but I don't go to Facebook to share photos. I don't upload photos to Facebook. Um, I I upload videos to YouTube, and I'll use Facebook to post to to embed them there. But I I well, just don't. I, there was a time when I used to up. I used to re, matter of fact. I remember a time when Facebook first started out, and I got started. I was doing video a video blog. It was my Facebook video blog. And I don't do that hmm. anymore.
1: I hear what you're saying. I mean, the enthusiasm is definitely not there for what it once was back in, what, 07, oh, even o eight, o nine. 09. Right. Um, but I will say this. One of the things that, I mean, you don't go there unless you get noticed that there's responses for the most part, right? hmm So you're a unique user in that sense because you are kind of, if you, you, you are living as an open book, Right, and you're syndicating stuff over to Facebook from Twitter, so you're still using your preferred method. Right. Whereas some other people, they're like, "Well, I don't know what a Twitter even is." So I'm a, I've, and I have, I'm on Facebook, but I, and you know, I've got like 50 friends or whatever. You know, there are people like that, and yeah. I don't think I think for them it's it's got a a tremendous benefit for them.
0: Here's what I'm wondering. You, you know, I see the, I see that. Um, usa we're watching covert affairs do you watch that show i need to although
1: it's just been like put on hiatus or something didn't it i don't
0: know we, something no, i don't think so I, I read it on twitter it must be true oh okay <laughs> well, we're, we we watched uh we watched uh last week's episode and this week's episode just last night so um but anyway on there i see advertised all the time it's like the uh the live twitter stream that you can go to and while the show is on you can go to Twitter and tweet with people. It's kind of like a tweet chat with other people who are watching the show and, and they tweet out things in real time to go along with the content. It's like an a- added value of watching the show. You get additional content that kind of goes along with the show. So maybe they just did this scene and they actually whatever document, I don't, I don't know, I, I haven't I didn't go to it, but let's just to say that, that they're looking at a document on on an iPad on a on a tablet computer, and and maybe they'll put out a tweet that here if you want to see what this document looks like that you know that they're looking at here's this document and you pull up this this image and you can actually read what they're reading or something I, I, those are the kind of things but I see these kind of things happening I, I, I my daughter borrows these Barbie movies you know these Barbie DVDs from the right. the library and and Barbie's Twitter every episode of of a Barbie movie is 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 twittering. They're all Twittering, um, iPhone, iOS, deep integration with Twitter. And when I watch the news, it's all about what's going on on Twitter. And I'm just amazed that Twitter has so many less users when it comes to, you know, user base, but it seems like on television, I don't hear a lot of people talk about this is how you can connect. I mean, I hear people occasionally talk about join our fan page. But when it comes to mm-hmm. engaging and interacting and being social, I hear so much more about Twitter in media than I do in fe- about Facebook.
1: And I, th- I think that has to do with Facebook's popularity peaking earlier than Twitter's. Right. It was around first. It got more users first. Twitter still only has like what, 20, not 20, 200 million users, active users, quote unquote, Compared to, to Facebook but again I think most people agree I, and I may be wrong but I think like you and I I think most people that use Twitter like it better
0: than Facebook I, I the people who use it and get it I think do yes yeah um, and and I, I like what Cheryl says in our chat room she says she thinks it has a lot to do with the fact that that the purpose of Twitter is communication it's conversation you know and while you can have conversation, uh, on facebook it does seem to be more time shifted whereas because twitter does not have comments threaded comments it could, it could oh my goodness i'm not even going to say that Never don't mind. go there i'm not going to go there i'm not <laughs> going to talk about the fact that there's no threaded con content uh comments as a potential benefit of twitter <laughs> twitter don't listen to that it's not true give us our threaded com- comments <laughs> Although that's a, that is a good question though. I mean, if you add threaded comments, does that kind of sort of shift Twitter uh, potentially in the future uh, in the mindset of people to a time-shifted conversation instead of real time?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know.
0: I, I also think that as far as
1: mobile goes, I think it's easier to do Twitter mobile than it is to do Facebook mobile mm-hmm. from just my personal experience. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, matter of fact, somebody says that's what I like about Plurk. You know, they have the threaded com- comments. But, if I, you know, there was a time that I used Plurk. You know, I used Plurk for about two months. And um, when I was using Plurk, it, it's amazing. I, I liked Plurk because it had threaded comments. And now that I think about it, I viewed Plurk in a very time-shifted fashion. I could sign in at the end of the day and easily see the, com- I, I, matter of fact, it's the same, I see, I see it as the same as my wall. Whereas if somebody respond, you know, if, if, you, if you leave me a comment on my Facebook profile or had you done it on Plurk, I would likely wait until the end of the day and look to see those comments and then respond to them. Whereas if you send me a Twitter at reply, there's a chance that I might wait until later but there's a there's a very high probability that I'm going to want to jump on and send you an at reply right back on Twitter. It's, it's, it's for some reason it's more real time. And I'm wondering if if threaded comments were added to like so if I put out a, a, a status update and then all of a sudden I had a bunch of these comments to that one update that I could read later versus a bunch of at replies. I wonder if I would move to a more time shifted mindset for Twitter. Yeah, I don't know. I never thought about that. I want, I wonder if folks at Twitter have been had thought about that. Hmm. that's that is something to ponder hmm. for sure. Things that make you go hmm. All right, so we've talked about the, uh, the, I, personally, I don't think it's the beginning of the my of Facebook. I, I
1: don't think so either, because I don't know. Here's the other thing: I, I have a question about how high of a user base did MySpace ever even get to? I, I don't think that it was ever near as much as Facebook.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, and I know that Mark Zuckerberg, as long as he's alive, his desire is to have every single living being on this planet, okay, that that is human, uh, on Facebook. I know that that's his desire. And so he's not going to rest until it happens. And so you might get 6 million people in the U S that abandon their online friends, but he's going to replace it hopefully with another 8 million who are logging in and, and enjoying the joys and benefits of all that Facebook offers them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I certainly think that there's going to be plenty of people who log into the service and of the 500, 700 million, whatever, uh, I, I don't believe. I believe that of those six million, they probably were never all that engaged anyway. Yeah, Does that make I sense? agree. I, I, I think. I think once you start really building friendships that with people that you didn't know in real life, I, I don't I see. Well, that's the whole thing. Is I see that that uh, you know they're abandoning their online friends. I think when I hear they're abandoning abandoning. Their online friends. I hear in that statement, they're abandoning their online connection to their friends. Right. They're not abandoning their friends. They're just abandoning the service. Right. And so I'm thinking if they would have had more friendships with people that they don't know in person, that they would be more tied to that service and therefore would not abandon it. Abandon it. Yeah. It's kind of like me what you know, giving up podcasting and saying, you know what, I'm I'm going to give up podcasting. I'm going to give up uh, Twitter, Facebook, I'm going to shut it all down and all these people in the gspn.tv community, I'm going to abandon them. It, I that I just don't see that as possible. No. You know, but if but if I was in uh, you know, if I was doing work as something else and and the only people I was connected to on Facebook and Twitter were people who live in my town and I grew up with, you know, and, and sure, maybe I'm connected to one or, fi- you know, 15, 20 people I went to high school with. But to be honest with you, I could really care less about them. Yeah, I could see myself logging off and canceling my Facebook account. No problem at all. Yeah, I, I see that. And I, and I think that those 6 million people that are doing that, that's, that's pretty much all they had online. That, that would be my assumption. Alrighty. Email questions from Michael. Uh, Michael has uh, experience, by the way, uh, Michael Myers, he sent me a LinkedIn message or sent me in a message about, uh, an awesome, uh, thing about some things that have been going on for him in social media and how it's led to some job offers and some things like that just by tweaking his, uh, fa- his LinkedIn profile. And, uh, He's got a couple questions here that I think that would be worthy to talk about. He says for job seekers, he's got, uh, should your online resume be the exact same resume that you would share online openly? For example, on sites like LinkedIn, Uh, should I share all the personal interest and information that websites ask for? And uh, do you have any thoughts on that? I I certainly have some thoughts, but my thoughts are going to be very much influenced by Dan Miller's materials. (laughs) So
1: let's see. So he's talking, we're talking specifically for the, like somebody looking for a job at this point. Yeah. And wanting to know whether your online resume be the exact as your paper resume. Right.
0: Or or actually, no, he's saying, should it be, should your online resume, maybe with LinkedIn, I'm guessing, should it be the same that you would actually share openly on like an online resume website, like monster.com or something. Um, you know what? I, I think, get get your info in a row, get
1: it all gathered together, and I don't see why you wouldn't want to appear consistent. Yeah. I, I think, put your best foot forward on all platforms. Right. That's I mean, that's my personal opinion. I, I mean, I would try to put as much out there that best represents me on any and every site I could find.
0: Right. So... This is a difficult question for me to answer first and foremost, because I'm not seeking a job and I hope to never seek a job to be employed by somebody else ever again in my life. Right. Personally. Um, not that I have a problem for people who are, I, I, it's just that for some reason I think that I've, I, I'm, I'm meant to to be a free agent as my good friend Kevin uh, Miller would say. Uh, so, you know, that, that's just who I am. And, and I, I, I think that, that I found myself here. And, and even though it's still scary at times when I think, you know, it used to be like, how am I going to get paid, you know, next month? Now it's like, how am I going to get paid in September? Uh, and, and, and eventually it'll probably get to the place where, well, how am I going to get paid in 2013? And, <laughs> and I'm probably always going to be <laughs> wor- worried about where's my, where's that next payment coming from? And what's my next thing? But uh, at the same time, I can't imagine myself not fully devoting my entire life to my calling and purpose, and living according to to what I feel called and led to do. And who knows? Maybe God will one day change the plans and say, "Hey, perhaps uh, you know, you know, I, I have somebody who's going to pay you four million dollars a year to." To, to produce content and, and work with them. And I think this is a good thing for you. And, and I'll sign a contract to work with somebody for $4 million a year. So if anybody's out there, I'll put my online resume on LinkedIn. No, seriously though, um, my, my thought on this is that um, I, I would recommend getting the book 48 Days to the Work You Love and following the 48-day the process of finding the job that is your your life uh, that, that is what you feel led to do and um, you know that that's you know basically and I, I see that we need to to wrap the show here but um, the one thing that I would say is that Dan Miller talks about you know finding the companies the 30 or 40 companies that that you think would be good potential targets whether they're hiring or not whether they ask for resumes or not and spinning your wheels and putting things out there on sites like, um, monster.com may not be the best thing. Although I think there could be value in having an online resume with a service like LinkedIn. So, um, you know, it, it, it certainly wouldn't be, diff- it wouldn't be bad to have it there. So my, my thing is that I would have a different resume that I sent to the companies where I am physically, uh, sending them resumes and and contacting those companies, that, that would be different than what I have in my online resume. Uh, but as far as sites like monster.com and stuff like that, I just don't have any experience with them. But from what I'm hearing, you know, there's a better way to find a new job than to rely on submitting your stuff to online resume article submission places.
1: I, I agree. And, and one of the other things I would do is, and suggest is, um, checking out that podcast episode that Justin Lucas Savage came on and did with us uh, months and months ago but then which was all about LinkedIn but then I also highly suggest that if you are using it for say just a job seeker or if you're a small business or or even like a nonprofit or an organization HubSpot does have some archived webinars that really do explain how you can optimize for LinkedIn for those different interactions
0: yeah, and I'm so looking. So check here, that out. Episode fifty-seven of Social Media Serenity. It's called "The Power of LinkedIn," and it had social uh, had uh, Justin Lucas Savage there. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Forty-eight days to the work you love is the book. It's, uh, author is Dan Miller, and I would certainly recommend uh, both resources: that book and episode fifty-seven. And then, what's the uh, website that you mentioned? Uh, hubspot.com. Hubspot.com. Well, my friends, there you go. Another episode of Social Media Serenity, uh, sharing with you what we're thinking about what's going on in the world of social networking sites. Do you think that this is the beginning of the My Spacification of Facebook? Let us know. Give us a call on your voicemail, our voicemail feedback hotline at 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. If you want to support the content and community here of gspn.tv, we would love to invite you to become a Plus member. You can do that for as little as $3 a month if you want to, or a one-time donation of any amount will get you lifetime access uh, as a Plus member. It's just a great way to say, hey, I believe in the content that you guys produce. Head over to gspn.tv slash plus for more details. Anyway, folks, we're going to wrap things up here. Then we're immediately going to hit record on our next show, which will be posted next week on June 30th. But I uh, just want to let you know and remind you, no live show Thursday on the 30th of June, 2011. Until next time, we encourage you to join the community.